Listening to your old friends Ron and Don on the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. <laughs> hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 180. We're coming to you live from the brand new studios of the Ron and Don Radio Program, and which is actually Don's house. So we've shifted now from Ron's house live from the Les Schwab Studios. It was tough moving the Les Schwab Studios over here. There are lots of tires to move, but we want to thank Dave, who came in from the Ballard location. We know his name's Dave because it was right on his shirt. It was right on the side of his truck, and he walked in. He was throwing free meat at us, and he said, hey, guys, here's the tires. Let's get this Les Schwab party started. Well, and I also hope they don't notice that I took a pair of the spinning rims. They were way in the back. It didn't seem like anyone was using them. They've been around for a while. Putting those on my truck so that the rims can spin. Yeah. Anyway, live from the Les Schwab Studios, you guys. We Are you sitting down for this? Please sit down! Because we got a brand new uh, website we want to tell you about. And then let's get to this radio program. Yeah, ronanddonsitdown.com. If you have been even thinking about real estate, I was just talking with a client today, and she was like, it's just in my brain right now. I'm, I'm wanting to move. I'm going a little stir-crazy. Uh, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. We would love to partner with you and get you ready for your new adventure. All right, before we get going, and this is going to be our last show where we really talk about the election, because there's a couple things we've got to talk about. Uh, before we get to that, though, let's get to this. We have some rules at, at the new Ron and Don Studios that I have to make you aware of. There's some instructions that my son left for you. Okay. Uh, and so I'm going to hand these over now. Uh, these instructions are actually sitting on his toilet because he's well aware that when Ron of the Ron and Don comes over, every once in a while, there's going to be obnoxious odoriferous, and, and you're going to have to relieve yourself. Uh, and you're probably going to have to, there, there's four bathrooms here at the house, but the one closest to our new studio here is Gunnar O'Neill. So let me, uh, why don't you read out loud for the people of the Ron and Don Nation, what some of the rules are that he left for you on his toilet all right. as he's off uh, socially learning and distancing himself from all of us today. This is uh, on a 8 by 11 sheet of paper. It says, caution, danger, toxic. Don't poop in my toilet. Please. Yeah. Or pee, never. And then it has a drawing of a skull and crossbones, a toilet, and then a picture of your son. And on the other side, it says, don't even think about it. Do not do it. Please don't. Yeah. So it's he's bouncing back and forth between being very demanding and very polite, which I appreciate. So uh, do I have to go down like two flights of stairs There's to use the bathroom? There's an underlying theme here at the O'Neill residence that you don't know about. I'm going to have to fill you in on. Uh, and I was unaware of this until a few days ago uh, because he would come in my bathroom and use my bathroom, use all the other bathrooms in the house. But when it came to his bathroom, it, it was limited use. So I went in there the other day. This sign was on there. And I just wanted to see what was happening. Because Charlie the dog, when he runs out of water, that's his toilet water right there. Ah. So uh, Charlie was kind of waiting for some toilet water. Uh, Bubba, who I call Gunner, he was uh, off doing some schooling. And so I took a sneak peek into the toilet to see what may be toxic in there. And when I found out, I've been working with my son. We're going to eat more vegetables uh, as we head into the holidays. We're going to eat more fruit as we head into the holidays. We're going to drink water. 
Because when you don't drink water, you get constipated, and then you leave poop balls behind. And for whatever reason, when I built this house, I thought it'd be a really good idea to have smaller toilets with smaller flush areas so you don't waste as much water. That's we smart. Tr- we, we try to be green here. Economical. It takes nothing down, though. You flush the toilet, and it just all sits there. Hmm. So, so if you are a young man experiencing constipation when you're 10 years old, you're throwing a lot of poop balls, this is what he figured out because we had a talk about this the other night. I said, what, I understand there's something toxic going on in your bathroom and it's your poop balls. Uh, what can we do to get those things flushed down? And he said, if you let the poop balls sit, for for 24 hours they soften up and they'll go down what he didn't want to do is i went into his bathroom the other day and i got poop juice all over me and him because i said come over here i want you to experience what it's like for your father to be on the other end of a plunger so that's what we did and we pulled we had double plungers we went after those poop balls. We cleared the toilet. We had poop juice all over us. It was all over the this floor. Is a little graphic for me. Charlie the dog. What's I, that? On behalf of me you know and what? the Ron This Don is Nation. part of being a parent. This is a little graphic. All the parents and grandparents out there know what I'm talking about. This is graphic. When you go in with a plunger, you're going to get some poop juice on you. That's just going to happen. So anyway, he didn't like that. He didn't want to call me in because he knows I would have called for both of us to get double plungers, mask up, whatever we have to do. So he figures he's going to let it soften and flush. Have you ever done the soften and flush? Because that's evidently what we're going to be doing here uh, at the toxic waste dump. That is my son's Spider-Man bathroom. And it's also going to be the bathroom uh, for the Ronadon radio program. Well, I have standard size toilets. I don't have this issue. Oh. Like I, uh, I have a 1.7 liter. Okay. I don't know what kind of liter you're you wasting have a lot here. of water. I'll tell you, you that. Know what? I'm not dealing with this though. <laughs> I rest my case. I can go in, handle my business, hit flush. 1.7 liters later, I'm clean and green. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to let you know if you use his toxic weight dump, the Spider-Man bathroom. I'm going downstairs then. You might want to go uh, downstairs. That's where Charlie the dog. I caught him this morning picking up some fresh, clean toilet water, and uh, you might want to do the same. Hey, coming up uh, on the and Don show on the other side of this uh president biden says he wants to be the president for everyone but is that even possible at this point let's talk about it in one minute coming up on the ron and don show only on the ron and don radio network we had multiple offers fifty thousand dollars more than the asking price he had no contingencies so i jumped on that one when it comes to your real estate journey it truly is one of life's biggest transactions If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Peter did. I moved over to Kitsap County across from Seattle, and it was becoming more difficult to manage the triplex. So I thought maybe I should check with them about whether it would be a good time to sell. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. And because I lived over in Kitsap County, it was going to be difficult for some of the general contractor type things. So I said, well, if you guys will do that, I'm, I'm ready to put it on the market. So they took over when the landscape person didn't do a very good job in their opinion they came over and redid it (laughs) and they didn't charge me anything for that so I, i was very thankful for that we went on the market we had multiple offers we had one fella that offered fifty thousand dollars more than the asking price and in addition he had no contingencies so i jumped on that one 
the important thing to me was my son is in college and he was getting ready to go to the UW and I've been renting him one of my apartments, so I needed to find a, a replacement for him. Run uh, basically did a check for the areas that I said I was interested in buying. He gave us a whole list of uh, properties that were available. He came with us Sunday morning and we looked at probably five different places, made an offer on one, but didn't get that one, made an offer on a second one and did get that one. And uh, it was just, it was a very smooth process. I would very much work with them again. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. People ask me, how do you put up with these two? My answer, good snacks and video games. All right, you guys, episode 180 of the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for going to ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. That's our brand new real estate website. If you're looking to sit down and just have a conversation about where you're at in the process of buying, selling, investing, what's going on in the market, what's going to happen in 2021. Do I come on in the winter? Do I wait to the spring? Do I wait to next fall? And also, if I'm looking to buy, is this the time? And I'm going to get a deal. I'll tell you what, there are going to be deals coming up here in 2021. No doubt about that. Run it on sitdown.com. We also have out our brand new ebook. We'd love to send it to you. If you're buying, we have a guide. If you're selling, we have a guide. You're under no obligation other than to hire these two guys right here as your real estate agents. Wow. Of course, you're under no obligation. Anyway. Just e- email me, ron that, at windermere.com. Is that a little too rough? I'll yeah. send it out to you. Hey, let, let me ask you this, because it looks like Joe Biden's going to be uh, our next president here. And then you have Donald Trump, who has 75 million Twitter followers. Uh, and he's been able to come out recently and stand at a lectern and just talk about, without any evidence at all that I've seen, uh, that there's a lot of fraud going on when it, comes into, uh, when it comes to our mail-in ballots. If you're Joe Biden and you want to bring the country together, and at some point you know that Joe Biden and Donald Trump are going to get together, because it was very awkward when the Obamas did it with the Trumps, and they basically hand, handed off the keys to the White House on Inauguration Day. It'll be interesting to see if the president uh, falls in line and if he hands over the keys, if he's a part of Inauguration Day, or if he decides well into January that, hey, there's a real issue with this election. You have Republicans now standing up and saying, hey, this is becoming an issue. But at the same time, they fear 2024. Joe Biden's going to be 81. So the Republicans probably have a pretty good shot in 2024. It looks like they may control the Senate here. Uh, the question that I have, though, if you're Joe Biden and you don't want to be a lame duck for the next four years, can he really bring the country together how do you do that? Because the Republican Party now has been split between people that are Trumpers and people that are probably more centrist. I mean, if I knew the answer to this, I would I would probably be in a much better position in life. I think this is the question we're talking about. The stuff that I've been reading is that uh, Trump intends to just slash and burn for the next two months. He's going to fire people. He's going to do executive orders that speak directly to his base and then continue on the charade of fraudulent voting, which undermines what America was built on. Uh, and it's funny to me or it's ironic to me that, you know, when you when you look deep into the quote unquote red reddest parts of red states, the stereotype is this uber patriotism 
this Uber, like I'm going to carry a copy of the Constitution in my pocket. I'm going to, uh, you know, put deify the founding fathers. There's a sort of suite of characteristics that we attach to the stereotype of that. And yet this president is actively going against all of that. By uh, the, the thing that has made America great, if you believe that it ever was great, is the peaceful transfer of power. So mm. set aside, good. you know, we, we have some very shameful moments of our history. And we've talked about those on the show before, the way we treated Native Americans, uh, slavery, women's rights, all those things uh, we've, we've talked about. But the thing that was the real genius when you think about this, never in the course of human history up to that point had anyone voluntarily let go of power. So when, when you were in Europe or you were in the rest of other parts of the world, when you seized power, you kept power mm. and you never let it go. If you were the king of England or you are the queen of France, when you got power, the only way you let go of power is through violence. What if you're the jack of all spades in London? Yes, the jack of all spades. I don't know what he did. Yeah. But uh, so the genius of America was, and many people, and you know this better than I do, when George Washington um, initially said, I'm going to step down. I'm going to hand this over to John Quincy Adams. There was a faction of people that were like, you're crazy. You just got power. You should be king. Because all they knew of in their lifetimes was the, the king and queen of England. And he said, no, I, I, I do not want to be king. Uh, I don't think America is going to be set down the road to a kingdom. And so I'm going to hand this over to Adams. And then Adams probably could have, in the back of his mind, said, well, maybe I could be King Adams. But he didn't as well. So he voluntarily uh, handed over power to the next president. And it's happened that way ever since. And even in our darkest times or the most narcissistic presidents we've had have all handed over power when they lost an election or when their eight years were up. And now we have a president that is defying that, saying, I want to be a king. I want to be a strong man. I want to take the very thing that, that made America unique in terms of governance and, and, and take a dump all over it and cast doubt for millions of people where the reason why votes, you know, in his mind, if he was ahead, you stop the clock and game over. If he was behind, you continue to count until he wins. Like that's what an election is. It's not fraudulent because it was the Republicans that blocked any efforts to start counting those absentee votes early. So they, they, like in states like Pennsylvania, they had the ballots. That's right. And it was the Republicans that blocked anyone from, they said, you can't start counting until election day because they wanted this narrative. And so I find that to be very distasteful. And if you are a Republican, you're my fellow American citizen. They're like, really think about this. There hasn't been one attorney general of any state, red state or blue state, that has come out and said, we have we have evidence of voter fraud. And not one secretary of state. There hasn't who, been one secretary of state. There's been one yeah. uh, postal worker. There hasn't been one whistleblower. So think about this. If you're, you know, love conspiracy theories and you love QAnon and you, you believe in all this stuff, what are the chances that the minority party, so the Democrats right now are in the minority, the, the Republicans have the presidency. They have the uh, the the. They have the Senate. They have the Senate, and they also have the judiciary. They have the Supreme Court majority. That's right. And so they have they have all of the branches of government. What? How exactly 
is the minority party pulling off voter fraud of a massive scale uh, right under the nose of everybody that's in power. And there's not one whistleblower. There's not one email chain. There's not one shred of evidence to support this. It is not true. There is not some secret cabal of powerful Democrats that have pulled one over on the American people and manufactured hundreds of thousands of, of votes only in the states where you need it. So in states like Florida, right. yeah. uh, you, you, if you won, you, you, you go, oh, that was awesome. We won that state. But in the ones where you're losing, all of a sudden, those are the only states that have fraud. Those yeah. are the only states where, uh, you know, the, the, the cabal of powerful people have acted completely under the radar, completely without evidence of anything. How do you coordinate hundreds of thousands of fraudulent votes that are attached to real citizens' names in their real state uh, to where they are going to get counted for the Democrats with zero shred of evidence. It does not exist. Yeah. And if it existed, we would see evidence of it. We'd see a video. We'd see pictures. Email chain, uh, a we, conversation. Yeah, we would see that. And also, Ron and I, just our background of uh, being in news talk radio for so long, we, we can tell you all the years that we worked in a newsroom, uh, it was never tipped to the right or to the left uh, by either party. That just, it wasn't allowed. It wasn't a thing. And so when you have the media investigate this, and then the way you sideline the media is you say, well, it's the mainstream media and they're crooked and Hillary's crooked and Obama's crooked and everybody's crooked. Uh, and you're the only one that's not crooked. Hard thing for Republicans right now is it seems like there were Republicans out there and even Democrats that didn't vote the ticket. They split the ticket. And it's one of the reasons why in some of these states, you have Republicans that have won. Trump is coming in and demanding a recount. And many of them don't want a recount because they've already won. So they don't want to recount. If you do a recount, it would change things. By so you recount everything. Yeah. You don't just right. recount the presidency. Yeah, and that's why there, there's Republicans that aren't supporting this that are fearful. And at the same time, they don't want the backlash of people out there that voted for Trump because people that have voted for Trump, that follow Trump, he's a disruptor. And in the next four years, he's just going to continue to disrupt. And there's even word right now that his son, Eric, has been working on uh, their own network. It's one of the reasons why he's been pushing away from Fox and beating up Fox, because he's going to do a version of what Glenn Beck has done with the Blaze. And remember when Glenn Beck, uh, who was getting paid $10 million a year by Fox, picked a fight with them? Well, that's what really made him famous. And that's why he makes 50 to $60 million a year right now just doing the Blaze. It's a smaller audience, but it's a loyal audience. Well, and they have bought into Glenn Beck. Back to he, your original and, question. And the Trump network uh, is on its way. I guarantee you that. Back to your original network. If there's a road to healing the nation, Step number one is to have a super clear uh, a plan, a reliable plan about COVID. And then step two is is under, we, we have to do something as a country about misinformation. And I know Mark Zuckerberg has said, I don't want to be the arbiter of truth, but uh, you know we need to clamp down on social media and how quickly these stories spread. The president of the United States has been censured by Twitter and by Facebook. Last night, with that speech you were talking about, out. All of the networks except for Fox stopped the feed when he was just being demonstrably false. Fox was the only one that kept going. So at a certain point, the other network said, this is not true. It's provably not true. 
And so we are not going to broadcast this for free anymore uh, because this press conference is propaganda. And so they just pulled the plug. And I think as America, if there is a path forward for Joe Biden, it is bringing people to the center and saying, we need to go back to provable facts. Yeah. And if we can't get there, then this this wedge will exist forever. Yeah. Let's come back. I did a deep dive on how we voted here in Washington. Who voted for Trump and who voted for Biden? Because my concern is, will we even be able to come together as a state in the great state of Washington? Let's talk about that on the other side of this. We could use your help to spread the word that Ron and Don Radio can now be heard worldwide on your phone at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Please tell someone and hit subscribe. All right, episode 180, we roll on for the Les Schwab Studios live on Queen Anne Mountain from our brand new studios right next to a toxic waste dump. My son's bathroom. A lot of Spider-Man going on in there, though. So anyway, a quick question for you. I want to ask you, Ron Upshaw. Uh, When we think about healing the state of Washington, everybody's talking about healing, right? Can you you heal this? Let me ask you this question. When you think about King County and you think about who voted for President Trump and who voted for uh, Vice President Biden, how do you think that went percentage wise for Trump and for Biden in King County? Oh, I would probably think 75, 25, maybe at best, maybe even 80, 20. Yeah, 80, 20, real close, 80, 20. Let me ask you this. What about Snohomish County? Do you think there's more people that voted for Biden? Or do you think there's more people that voted for Trump in Snohomish County? Snohomish County, I bet it's closer to 50-50. Yeah, but it's not. Who do you think they voted for, for to be the president of the United States in I Snohomish? I think it would be Biden. It is Biden. Right. Let me ask you this. Skagit Valley, home of Tony Minor, right, as we spread out into the valley. A lot of working class folks out there. A lot of people that work out in the fields, right? Uh, when you think about Skagit Valley and the people connected to that and fishing, everything else, how do you think Skagit Valley voted? Uh, I mean, I like this guessing game. I'm going to stick with Biden. Yeah, they voted for Biden, which was surprising to me. Now, get this, Pierce County. Pierce County, blue collar, Pierce County, talking about places like Olympia, places like Tacoma, the home of Ed Troyer. Uh, a lot of people down there, the real working class, the real working class of the Pacific Northwest. How do you think they voted in Pierce County? Biden I, or Trump? I'm going to say Slim Biden. Yeah. Slim Biden. Right? You're I right. didn't even read no. this article. Look, I should be on a guessing game. So I was kind of amazed that that many people, I thought when I looked at Pierce, when I looked at Skagit, when I looked at Snohomish, I, I thought it would have been more Trump. We saw more Culp. We saw more Culp, but at the same time, we saw more Biden. So people split the ticket, which I thought was really interesting. Really, the only big county here, the only big county that really went for President Trump, you'd have to go all the way over to Spokane. And then after that, a lot of smaller counties, they fell in line. I noticed this when my son and I did a lap around the state uh, this year. We we uh, uh, rented a Westphalia from our friend, and we did a lap. And I saw, I saw so many Culp signs. Had to be 100, 150 Culp signs. I didn't see one sign for our governor, who looks like he'll probably win by about a million votes. And I also didn't see a lot of signs for Trump. Uh, Mr. Culp has just lost his job in Pacific. He was the only police officer in Pacific. He took a leave of absence. He went to try to go back, and they said, nah. We don't want you anymore. We don't have a job for you Real quick, I I do want to point out, because when we see these maps, there's a really interesting infographic, if you can go find it. 
land masses don't vote people vote and so a lot of times you'll look at these maps of like the state of washington like look at that huge red swath well you could take all the people in that quote-unquote huge red swath and it would probably be the population of spokane and so you'll see that even in the map of the united states you'll see this giant vast middle section that's all red all those people combined are about the, the population of the city or the state of California, maybe even less. So when you think about land masses versus people, um, when you see the blue on the, on the coast, th- that represents most of the people in the United States. And so that's why the electoral college is such a farce is because, you know, even if you have two senators for California with 40 million people, and then you have two senators for South Dakota that has four people. Uh, it's really disproportionate to give power uh, to a group that has very fewer people. Yeah. Anyway, as we head into the new year, as we head and we think about COVID, as we think about healing this country, bringing this country together, you know that there's still going to be a disruptor in chief that's disrupting. And we've never really seen this in our lifetime, a former president trying to continue to disrupt the narrative. The hope that I found in that, though, the hope that I found in that is that there were Republicans here in places like Skagit, Snohomish County, Pierce County, that felt like, you know what? Uh, Trump is just a bridge too far for me. I'm going to vote for Biden here. And really, the question then becomes, what can Joe Biden really do? And we talked about this on episode 179. Uh, There's not going to be a lot of opportunities here if you don't win the Senate, There'll be a runoff in Georgia, and we'll find out who's in control of the Senate. They'll control the House, but not by much. And then I think it's really interesting. When the Democrats look down the road, because nobody's talked about this, what are they going to do in three years from now, or even two years from now, when it's, when it's time to run again? Are you going to trot out an 81-year-old Joe Biden, who, oh, by the way, people think he has cognitively failed? I will tell you. When you go back and you listen to tape of him 20 and 30 years ago in the Senate, this is not the same guy, but either is President Trump. If you go back and listen to him 20, 25 years ago on the Howard Stern show, his language has become a lot more simple. I don't think that that's on purpose, but I think, and I'm not trying to be an ageist here, but I think both of these guys Absolutely. Well, I think they're have cognitive feature, issues. They're going to feature Kamala Harris a lot and, and see how her Q rating does through the next four years. Let me ask you this, Theo. On a personal level, just you, Don O'Neill, are you ready to sort of turn the page on politics? It's been consuming so much of, of just the public discourse and oxygen in the room for the past months and months and months. Are, are you ready to just kind of turn the page on it? Well, I think as we head into the holidays, and, and, and I love that question, because I walked into the Starbucks that I always go into, and RJ was there. My friend Patty I used to ride my spin class for 10 years. She runs a Starbucks up on Queen Anne in Boston. And I have other friends in there, and I kind of know them by name. It's like cheers for me when I walk in there. I like going in there in the morning because they know my name. I know them. Uh, And they know to give your coffee extra hot. They do. They know that. Nonetheless, today was the first day, and they had these boxes stacked in the corner. It's all the Christmas stuff. And they took out the Christmas stuff today. They had Christmas carols that were playing. And oftentimes when I walk into a Starbucks or anywhere this time of year, and they're playing Christmas music too early, I noticed my friend Bill Wixie on Channel 13, uh, he had put up a picture, I think, of Bing Crosby and said, hey, I don't know if I'm too early on this, but I started playing Christmas music already, and people just piled on and they loved it. I have never seen this Starbucks so crowded 
And everybody was socially distancing. It's a very, very big Starbucks, and they pulled all the tables out of there. They had the windows wide open. It was 47 degrees, but it was festive, and it felt great. And I think we all have to be careful as we head toward the holidays here. How can it be festive? How can it be great? And at the same time, how can we be safe? Because I think it's pretty clear if you're a young person uh, and if you haven't had uh, especially any autoimmune disease or something like that, if you haven't faced that in your life, chances are if you get COVID, it won't kill you. You might get sick, but you'll certainly have an opportunity to pass that on to someone else. And you don't want to pass that on to grandma and grandpa at the dinner table on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I think people coming up here are going to have to make a lot of hard decisions. And at the same time, I loved walking into Starbucks today and hearing that music. And uh, I'm going to start dialing that up on my radio as I'm driving around. My final point is on this, and I'm ready to close uh, the chapter on talking so much politics, is this. And I've had this conversation with my sister many times. The Democratic Party does not care about you individually. They don't care about me. The Republican Party, they don't care about you or me individually. They care about power. They care about their agenda. They care about what they what they do. And so what I'm challenging myself to do and what I encourage you to do is you choose the things that you care about and choose the things that you have some semblance of control about. You get to control who you communicate with and the type of information you take in. You can get to control who you give back to and where you're going to contribute. You get to control your time and your energy and your effort. And we all live local. You get to control your neighborhood in a certain sense, your school, your family, your friend group. And so... In my mind, I'm ready to unplug a little bit. This has been important. This has been a historic time. Uh, historians are going to write about this time. There's going to be a million books that come out and movies and documentaries and everything else. And there'll still be storylines that are interesting going forward. But I'm committing right now to taking a hard turn and saying, my life doesn't exist in Washington, D.C. My life exists here. My life doesn't exist in the politics of the Senate most of the time, and even the politics of the Supreme Court most of the time. And while that stuff is interesting, what's more consequential to my life is to, to embrace the people that I know and love, the causes I know and love, the businesses that I know and love, the people that I know and love, and to live my life as best I can here, because really, don't take it personally. The blue and the, the elephant and the donkey, they don't care about you. They don't. And these policies don't care about you. Um, the people in your life care about you. Yeah, that's good. We'll leave it right there. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 180. If you want to find us, go to runitonsitdown.com. If you're ready to sit down, uh, you can go to that website. Also, if you're interested in a new Ron and Don ebook for buying or selling, and if you know someone that's buying or selling and you'd like us to send them an ebook, uh, just reach out to us, ronandonsitdown.com, or you can write ron, ron at windermere.com. Anyway, I got to go clean up a toxic waste dump. He's Ron, I'm Don. You keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. You keep your mask on. Keep socially distancing. And we'll see you real soon for episode 181, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Dawn Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>